Radio. You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome to Pet Talk Naturally, the place where your animal friends and nature come together to find health, happiness, and harmony with all the natural things the earth has to offer. Your hosts, Dr. Kim Bloomer and Dr. Jeannie Thomason, each week will lead you through the practice of taking care of your pets with all the wonderful natural elements that nature provides. So, get ready to learn about natural nutrition, preventative pet health, and more with your hosts, Dr. Kim and Dr. Jeannie. Hello, I'm Dr. Kim. I'm one of your hosts. And I'm Dr. Jeannie, your other host. And today we're going to be speaking with author Melinda Lord. We're going to be talking about pet emergency preparedness and her new book, of course, Pet Mm -hmm. ER Guide. We're going to find out the story behind this book, why this book's important for any of you to have who are traveling within the continental U.S. And then we're going to share and expand on that a little bit also. You'll notice the photo for this show is not of Melinda because she felt that the whole reason for this book and everything that she's doing is for that very special little dog you see in the photo, Bubba. And uh, we, that is going to be um, a big part of the show, I think. Don't you, Jeannie? He is adorable. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, adorable. And I could see how he was uh, definitely a motivation for Melinda mm-hmm. to write this book and, and follow through on, on what happened. So and while it was a tragedy, she has taken that tragedy and turned it into something very positive for all of us, which is why we are sharing with her today. Before we do, we're just going to hear from um, one of our radio partners, and then we'll be right back. So everybody, don't go away. Time to take a walk down the path to happier and healthier pets. And while we're doing that, you get to listen to a few words from our sponsors. Naturally, Pet Talk Naturally will be right back. Pawfume Dog Grooming and Finishing Spray is proud to be a new sponsor of Pet Life Radio. Pawfume Super Long Lasting Sprays are available in four unique fragrances. Each Pawfume spray is fortified with the finest conditioners and detanglers to make combing out your dog more fun. Pawfume retails for only $2 per 6-ounce bottle. Pawfume is available nationwide at all Dollar General and Family Dollar stores. Why pay more to have your dog smell great? Pawfume, P-A-W-F-U-M-E. It's time for school for you and your friends, your furry best friends. Train your dog the fun and easy way with Teacher's Pet Sessions. Teacher's Pet host Pia Silvani teaches you step-by-step how to train your dog the fun and easy way. You get eight 30-minute live audio training sessions, complete transcripts of each session, plus a basic training manual to get you and your dog off to a great start. Training begins the moment you bring your dog home. Teacher's Pet Sessions offers positive reinforcement training to shape your dog's behavior and encourages upbeat, enthusiastic responses to ensure that your dog will enjoy learning. Teacher's Pet Sessions dog training is fun at both ends of the leash. So listen, learn, and laugh with your dog with Teacher's Pet Sessions. Get your copy of Teacher's Pet Sessions Volume 1 today. To order, go to teacherspetsessions.com. Hi, this is Pia Salvani, your host. Bring your dog, tug toy, and treats, and get ready to have some fun. Teacherspetsessions.com Having a rough day? Longing for the dog days of summer? 
Think your fun furry friend lives a dog's life? Well, find out everything you're begging to know as Pet Life Radio presents It's a Doggy Dog World with pet expert and award-winning author Liz Palaika. Every dog has his day, and you'll find out how to make your dog's day fun and rewarding every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. PetLifeRadio.com We're back, but our nature walk has just begun. Now, back to Pet Talk Naturally with your hosts, Dr. Kim and Dr. Jeannie. Well, we are visiting today with author Melinda Lord. And Melinda, welcome. It's wonderful to have you with us today. Thank you so much. I am so excited to be on the show. It's been so nice to uh, chit-chat via email to uh, both you, Dr. Kim, and Dr. Jeannie, and uh, I'm, I'm happy to have so many listeners uh, listen in on this uh, segment today. Well, we are, too. We think it's a pretty important mm-hmm. message that you shared, and as you reached out to us to share what this guide was about, and as we saw and we read it, and, 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 and I want the audience to know, Melinda, that it is a guide that it's not something that, it's not a book that you put away. <laughs> It's a book that is a resource, and it w- it's something that should be with you, especially if you're traveling, no matter if it's by land, air, or sea. <laughs> you're, That's you're right. Gonna want the, you're going to want this book. As, and I know it was written for the continental U.S., but we're going to talk about that a little bit. So, Melinda, if I may, I would like to share what this book is about, and then we're going to get into your heart story, which is all about that special little dog in the photo, Bubba. Um, I'm just going to share from the back of the book, and it says, Pet ER Guide, why is it that an emergency always seems to happen at night, on a holiday, or when you're away from home, and I'll add, or on the weekend, (laughs) when clinics are all closed, Mm -hmm. when an accident or illness threatens the health of your pet, every moment can count, and whether you are at home or traveling with your pets, quickly locating a veterinary facility that is open and nearby can be critical. Being prepared and well-informed before a pet emergency occurs is equally as valuable. Pet ER Guide by Trailer Life Books will assist pet owners by providing a state-by-state directory of 24-hour and after-hour veterinary facilities across the United States, including available information on the name, address, city, county, state, website, phone numbers, fax, hours of operation. I thought that was fantastic. Questions to ask when you're making an initial contact with this one of the facilities if you choose to contact them. Guidance for emergency and evacuation planning, a pet travel checklist. It just this book has is a very good resource. She even includes information on um, common poisonous plants to pets, uh, toxic and non-toxic, and a poison safe home. And again, we'll add resources to this um, on the main site when this show is on the main site this coming Friday, October. That would be October the 10th. So. Look for that there so that you have all that information together. So, Melinda, we're talking about a book that you just wrote. And I have one question before we get into your story. What Have you ever written a book before this? I've done a, a lot of writing, um, and I've done a lot of ghostwriting, but mm. I've never written a book um, wow. for That's myself. That's interesting. Yeah, but you're you're a writer by nature, it sounds like. And you're also a traveling RVer, so that, again, was an, another motivation for this guide. But I think the biggest motivation is going to be Bubba. So before we talk about that, let me give your website. 
It's www.petemergencybook.com. People can go find out about the book there. We'd like to welcome our listening audience. Christian Hanna, again, there is always in our chat. Thank you for being with us. Melinda, be, here, my question, my, I've got like 10 questions ready to pour out of my mouth. I can't get one of them out. <laughs> when, when, you, when you wrote this book, what was the what was the catalyst behind you writing this particular one? You said you'd ghostwritten. You said you'd been writing other books before, but and I don't know what you do by profession. You might want to tell the audience that too. But what what was the reason for this book? Well, the the reason for the book really started back in two thousand one um, when we were traveling with Bubba. We would travel every couple weekends and he would always be with us and he always traveled with us that was that was just the way it was and um in one of our travels he wound up not feeling quite well and we weren't really sure what was wrong with him mm-hmm. and it was a saturday afternoon mm-hmm. in a place that we frequented often and we did call a vet on call. Um, and it, it, it was a very tough situation, and, and I can get into that a little bit, too. Yes. Um, would, you, would you tell us what kind of dog Bubba was? Well, he was, a, he was my angel. He was uh-huh. um, a black cocker spaniel, and he, he, was, he was my little angel. And, of course, I have two little angels now, too, and I, <laughs> I'll always say to my two little angels, you know, your big brother's watching out for you. <laughs> um, and I actually depend on, on Bubba to watch out for these guys. Um, but Bubba was, was a darling, and... Um, that Saturday, we had walked with, we had taken a walk with him, and, and um, it was after dinner time. Wasn't feeling quite himself, but the year before, he had a, like a little stomach problem, and we thought, well, maybe that's what this was. Mm-hmm. And um, we called a vet on call this Saturday afternoon, and they. And you were in your RV, right? You were traveling. Well, actually, at this point, we didn't have an RV. Oh, okay. Or, um, we wound up getting an RV because we wanted to travel with these guys. <laughs> <laughs> so the RV uh, industry made out. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but we've we've just had such fun with these guys, and and I've been blessed with with Bubba and these two. And um, but getting back to um, Bubba, we had called a vet on call, and and the vet on call was very very nice. And he said that he would be happy to come into the office and see Bubba, but if there was a reason for him to stay overnight, then, you know, he wanted me to be aware that the veterinary facility um, was not um, uh, monitored by anybody and that, you know, he would go home and there's no uh, right. staff. I don't know if you yeah. knew this, but both Jeannie and I worked in traditional medicine for many years, and um, I was a vet assistant. She was a vet tech. And there is nobody there at night, ever. Right. Not unless it's not a, a specialty yeah. emergency clinic, right? Mm-hmm. Unless and it's a specialty emergency a clinic, right? Which then they're there at night. So, and, ahead, and that's exactly um, what was told to us. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, he said, considering he had a problem the year before, why don't you just see how he is in the morning? Mm. And he never made it to the morning. 
Did you did you wake up to find him that he had already passed away? Yes. Oh, okay. So you, did you find out was a necropsy done to find out determine what was wrong? What had um, what he had died of? We called that same vet the next morning to say that he had passed, and they said, mm-hmm. you know, bring him in, which we did. And I wanted to find out what was wrong, but he said it was really too late to identify what was wrong, and it was probably congestive heart failure. Really? From the oh symptoms, goodness. that's what he thought? Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. At, well, at that time, you know, I, mm-hmm. what I'm telling you today is the same thing, you know, we had discussed, so... Uh, I guess from that little information, that's what he determined. Mm-hmm. But yeah, a lot so of it, they don't know without you know doing the blood work and the necropsy and so forth. And, right. and I mean, their guess is based on it's usually an educated guess from past experience. But it's really hard to tell Melinda unless you've you know been able to open them up and see, right. which is sometimes mm-hmm. not something a pet owner wants to go through. So right. Well, I I was I was willing to do that, but. Um, I, for whatever reason, he had determined it had been Heart in his mind too long. I, so I I had no choice but to um, kind of accept that. Right. And he had said, you know, it's much like somebody just, you know, even maybe running on the beach or whatever and, um, you know, just, you know, passing away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, as you can tell, it's still hard for me to talk about it a little bit. Oh, yeah, and it's okay if you cry, because I feel like yeah. it just thinking about it. You know, mm-hmm. just, you know oh, it, pet lovers. Oh, yes. Here. Well, it, 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 I'll tell you, he was, because, you know, he meant so much to me, He um, his passing was very difficult, and we really thought sure. that, you know, that was it. We couldn't go through this. You know, it was, it was just too hard to lose him. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, but after two years, you know, you kind of realize, well, um, he's still with me, <laughs> just in a different way. And you need a, you need a fur fix. I know I did mm-hmm. <laughs> when I lost mine. So you need to have those animals in our lives. They just so, they so complete us, I think. They really do complete it. They do. And, and, and I don't know, I've learned so much from them. Um, Mm -hmm. so it's, um, it goes both ways. It's just wonderful. But, um, a couple of years after that, um, I actually about a year after that, my husband and I started watching dog shows on TV and Mm -hmm. different things. And we'd go by little places where they might have animals. And Mm -hmm. it's like, well, maybe we should learn a little bit more about different breeds and all this. Um, and one one particular day, we actually said, well, oh, and somebody had recommended that we go to this one particular place. And so we decided, okay, well, we'll just go check out different types of dogs. And we went, and I asked my husband um, on our drive, because it was more of a long drive, so it was kind of an enjoyable day kind of thing, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, where we'd just see dogs, too. <laughs> in addition to our day. And I asked him, I said, are we going to bring a dog home today? <laughs> and so he said no. And he was right. We didn't bring a dog home. We brought two dogs home. 
<laughs> so he was perfectly accurate oh. in what he said. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> and um, the the wonderful thing about it, and everybody just thought you, when we, when we got the, the dogs home, um, we had them in one little kennel because we bought the kennel while we were there. And, and um, so we brought them over to my mom's house and my husband and I, uh, went to my mother's door and we rang her doorbell and and uh, she came out and she goes oh my gosh and she saw this little furry thing come out and then <laughs> then she sees this other furry thing come out and she, oh my gosh there are two of them <laughs> so uh, they they are her grandchildren just like the right. grandchildren exactly Aww. of course and, they are um, I mean and, and what's interesting to me is that you went ahead you got these dogs and then I think probably some part of you went. Okay, we don't want a repeat of Bubba. So what can I do to be part of the solution? And what what in, that's what interested me, Melinda, that you didn't forget Bubba. You didn't forget what had happened. Mm-hmm. Instead, you took and and to me this was pretty intensive action to research veterinary clinics all over the United States, find out where they were located, what they you know, what their um, emergency facilities were or were not and provide a list for people throughout the United States if they were traveling so that they would know where to go in the case of an emergency. And I thought that was phenomenal because I'm sure it wasn't easy to do that research and find that information and contact and get their phone and fax and all that sort of thing and put it into a guide for other people. Even more interesting was that you did this for all these other pet owners, instead of just allowing Bubba to pass, you took some form of definitive action behind it and put this together. And that is what always interests um, Jeannie and I to share with our audience, that you don't have to let it remain a tragedy. You can take something positive away from what happens and help others. And that's what you did. That That's true. And... Um Although at the the time in, in 2001 when Bubba had passed and I had needed this information and it wasn't available to me, um, it was actually a couple of years ago when we took our two on vacation with us and we wound up in a situation where, again, we needed a vet. Mm. And that was where I could not just... I couldn't tolerate the thought of anybody being stuck like this again and I couldn't believe that I was in this situation again and I was hopeful it wasn't as dire as it was in 2001 Mm. and again I called the vet on call and to make a long story short there were telephone calls back and forth between my vet at home and the vet on call and to to make a long story short my vet at home said just ask the vet on call where there's a 24-hour vet. And I'll shorten the story again to um, <laughs> I, I called the vet where we were, which was still a distance away from where we were staying. So that was another issue. And um, he agreed to come in. But that, that was very frightening to me that, um, again, I might be faced with that situation of having oh, to leave him there. and really mm-hmm. scary. It, it was. It was, and um, thankfully the diagnosis was that, you know, the vet thought that he had pulled the muscle because mm-hmm. t- my two little guys were kind of running around that day. Nothing really out of the ordinary, but, you know, 
probably just, you know, so excited to be running around in a different place, maybe just overdid it or something. Right. But, um, you know, as that vet on call said, probably just, you know, like all of us on vacation, you just overdo a little bit more <laughs> than but you should. But it was that you were safe than sorry because it could have been a, cor- a torn cruciate or, or something mm-hmm. that required surgery. So, and again, it would have been in a predicament if you couldn't have had emergency surgery. So... Right, and, and and I think the other thing, too, is, you know, there was a question of, um, you know, did he slip a disc? Mm, okay. Sure. And, yeah. and, when, and when my vet said, you know, you need to, you know, just make, you know, I said, well, what are you concerned about? And he said, mm-hmm. well, you know, if he slipped a disc, you know, you'd worry about paralysis and things like right. that. So at that, you know, at that point, I was, I was trying not to overreact. But, you know, there there was just too much fear in me. Um, but, you know, there were still a lot of phone calls shuttled back and forth between um, my vet and the vet that was in the location where we were. And I, when I got back home, I, I just said, there is no way anybody should be traveling without knowing. Because even the local people, they may know the daytime vets, but they really don't know who's open 24 hours or who's open after hours and because of that fact that you know an on-call vet and I I commend them thankfully they are where they are and they can help but in the instance as you had said earlier when you know the technicians go home or any sort of Mm -hmm. medical staff goes home you know the last thing we pet owners want if it's a situation where you know, you, you you need to leave them there. Is who are they going to be with? You know, well, you know, they need to that would be nobody. Is there unless it's a twenty four hour emergency or an overnight emergency um, at you know emergency veterinary clinic? So, and I can tell you, Melinda, and I don't. You know, I'm sure Jeannie will concur. There have been times when we left a critically ill patient and come in the next day, and that patient had had died. Mm-hmm. So. And those things do happen, and that is, again, another thing that pet owners need to be aware of. And I think that in your book, you looked for the ones that would be available 24 hours or at least um, were on call for emergency care and could uh, help the pet owner at least uh, get the animal stabilized and possibly go take it with them um, to an emergency clinic. So there are things that you, you did that eliminate the footwork. And by the way, those back and forth phone calls could have been wasting some precious time as well, well couldn't they? Exactly. Well, that, that, was, that was a big issue for me because when you are traveling and when you are in a strange place, you, do, you don't have access to things. You don't have necessarily a wireless internet connection. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't, they don't make telephone books like they used to anymore. Um, no. So your resources are, are fairly limited. And, um, you know, the, I, I wanted, so what I wanted to do was I wanted to make a book and create this book um, to give people some hope that if they travel with this, and, and maybe by the mere fact that they travel with it, they won't need it, but if they travel with That's this... good. I mean, if they don't need it, it's just that they have this resource. Right. right. And, and these are vets and that are, are just 24-hour or just after-hour vets. So people can actually just call them to make sure they're still there because they still are businesses too and businesses go out of businesses or they move. Mm-hmm. Right. So I want so people to... So you will to... be updating the book also, won't you, Melinda? Yes. 
Yes. Okay, now here's another really wonderful benefit in this book. There are, it is loaded with photos of pets that have been helped. Mm-hmm. And I found that so cool to read mm-hmm. and some testimonials mm-hmm. from people that said that if it had not been for this book, this resource, right. they, their pet may not have lived. And more than likely probably wouldn't have. Might have been another, you know, another statistic, unfortunately, like Bubba. Although I don't think Bubba was a statistic. He, 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 he's left a huge legacy and it may very well have been his purpose. Because he motivated, because it happened to you, not somebody who sat back and just said, "Well, I'm really, really sad. I hate, hate this. I miss my pet, but I'll get another one." Mm-hmm. And so I thought that's what was so important to me. I love sharing when people such as yourself go out and do something like this to help everybody else, and then how many pets are saved as a result, Melinda. So I applaud that you did this. Yeah. Well, well, thank you very much, and and I must say. It, when I did this book, what I also found is the area where Bubba passed um, mm-hmm. is also an area that was only 45 minutes from a long, a long time 24-hour clinic that oh. we didn't know about. Right. And wow. and that was like I relived it all over again. I can imagine. Because well, you always say, what could I have done? Mm-hmm. I think you have really gone above and beyond, and I really do think yeah. Bubba would be very proud of you for having done this in his honor. And mm-hmm. um, the, other, the other thing that people may not know, while this was, um, this was a book for the continental U.S., um, you are working, possibly will be working on to expand that into um, maybe Mexico and Canada. And Melinda, I'm also hoping that listeners of ours that are in other countries might be motivated to do a similar thing in their own country and possibly could collaborate with you. And I I hope I'm not opening up this great big overwhelming thing for you, but I just (laughs) find that this is something that's, this was a need that you filled and and filled it very well. And I hope that other people will not only be inspired, but motivated to um, join that mission and do likewise. Well, that would be wonderful. Um, I... And animals are just, you know, they're so much a part of our lives. They're so much a part of us and who we are. Um, it, it's they're just sweethearts. That that's all there is to it. And right. you know, there I've had some you know stories that people have told me or reasons that people have even used the book. Or even there was one occasion where I had I had the book and nobody and this person didn't know about the book and it wound up helping them. Um, so you know, oh, so great. That that feels that feels good too. I mean, this was an unusual. If you can, I say this one. <laughs> this yeah, is, absolutely. Um, we were um, actually traveling um, several months ago, and I had the book uh, in the RV, and these people um, actually were in a campground. Uh, in the campground with us and they were just in a panic they had traveled all day and it was a Friday and traffic I guess must have kept them out on the road longer than they wanted to and um, they had um, some some issues about um, finding some special food for their their um, their pet uh, who had had some surgery or something, but anyway they they needed to find something that they could not find any place else. So they actually were able to um, avoid a problem with their pet by identifying where 
you know, a 24-hour oh, vet okay. was. Mm-hmm. That is so good to know that they had that. And because you took the initiative to put this book together, I I hate to say that we have run to the end of the show. <laughs> oh, my. Because <laughs> it's okay. fascinating. But I do hope that everybody will pick up a copy of this book, especially Please. for someone who travels with well, your you know, pets. People that go to dog shows, dog show handlers, you know, I mean, there's pets at the shows themselves. But in between time, you know, if something happens on the road, excellent resource to have. It right. is an excellent resource to have, and I'm glad you brought that up, Jeannie, because you know whereof you speak. <laughs> well, and, so we'll and, have... It, I'm sorry. Um, no, I was just going to say one other thing is the the other big group of people we forget about are the people who bring us all of our products, all these truckers who travel with their pets, mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. That's um, right. I, I've heard some stories of, of them, especially, um, you know, a, a couple people who've lost their pets um, who were truckers and their their pets and their dogs are their best friends on the road. Mm-hmm. And, so I um, hope that everybody will do that. Melinda is pick up a copy of this book and they can go to PetEmergencyBook.com and uh, you have resources and stories there and reviews there and so forth. And uh, please, everybody, get a copy of this book and have it handy so that you uh, your pets will be uh, much safer than if without it. Uh, Melinda, in closing, what words of wisdom do you most want to impress upon the audience? Well, you know, I, I think um, I've always thought this way, but um, especially having animals, you know, life is all about the hope and, and giving and, and kindness that we can share. And I, and I really hope that, um, and I know that with people who have pets, um, you know, our, our pets mean so much to us and uh, they make us smile and they give us hope. And um, I just um, want to wish everybody um, a, a some good good feelings and good opportunities of hope um, should they be traveling with their pets and yeah, if they have any issues um, may they be able to rely on just a little bit of, of help and if it if it helps them then I'm I'm happy I've I've done what Bubba wanted me to do yeah. exactly thank yeah. you so much for being with us thank Melinda you, Chris. we appreciate you. what you're doing hope that everybody will pick up a copy of this and also stay tuned for the updates and. You know what? Do it in your own country and contact Melinda to see how you can be of service in helping her, um, you know, expand the book for places that maybe aren't listed in there. So anyway, um, in, again, go to PetEmergencyBook.com. And Jeannie, in the mm-hmm. spirit of love and truth, we hope you all have a tail wagging, hoof stomping, wing flapping, perfectly animal talking day. Pets and nature come together every week on Pet Talk Naturally with your hosts, Dr. Kim Bloomer and Dr. Jeannie Thomason. Learn how to care for your pets with all the wonderful natural elements that nature has to offer so your pets can live a happy, healthy, and harmonious life. Pet Talk Naturally, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Naturally.